This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm Rob DeSalvo. I'm the Chief uh, Revenue Officer at Undertone, which is a company in the ad tech industry that's been around for 19 years, so an industry veteran company in the digital space. And I manage uh, all of our sales and client experience teams, in addition to all of our custom content and social marketing capabilities. And I've been here for, it'll be six years in May, so almost six years. Well, that's amazing. I know you have great ideas because you've already been on the show and you had great (laughs) ideas last time. So that's why we snagged you to have you come back. So we're really excited to have you here. Excited. What would you say, thank you. What would you say is the best thing about leading people through change from your perspective? Oh my goodness. It's this the change this <laughs> year has been so crazy, right? It's, uh, I mean, so unknown, so many things that we've had to adapt and adjust to. I've really tried to implement some key thought processes to the team. Uh, the first thing I've tried to do is just really stay purpose-driven. I think when an organization is going through some turbulent times, either out of, you know, completely out of their control or some things internally, and you're in a position to help lead that change, you really need to stay purpose-driven because Uh, If a leader of an organization veers away from the organization's purpose, how is anyone else supposed to follow and stay on target? It's just not going to happen. So that's my first one. Uh, The second one is communication. The communication really has to be very constant and very deliberate. I I think too many organizations undervalue the importance of that, especially during times of major change. So great communication for me is to is required to create these great relationships. I mean, you look at it from an athletic standpoint, right? Athletic teams have to have great communication. It's really no different right. in business. Um, you need to be able to have that for your organizational health and be able to lead effectively. Um, so that's the second thing. And the third one is investing in your people. I think there's never been a more important time to make your people feel like you value them and are really investing in them for the future. You know, as a leader, you have to understand that these are the most important assets that you have for your company to be successful. These are the men and women that are expected to carry out the vision and to be in the trenches to help you to execute all of the different goals and objectives that that you have. Um, So whether it's incorporating team building exercises, bringing in experts, enhancing skill sets in different ways, I think that only not only helps the organization be healthy and successful, but shows the people how much you care about developing them to become better in the long run. Yeah. And it's interesting as you talk about that, you know, I love the intentionality behind it because what you're doing is you're actually setting them up for that future success, recognizing that as they're going to go through the change curve, it's going to be difficult. But if you do these steps of staying focused on your vision and your purpose, communicating, and then letting them know that you care about them through investing in them, then you can actually help them through that process a lot more easily. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. So as you think about that, then what piece of advice would you give to other leaders about implementing change? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is being transparent and giving people what the vision of the company plan is Um, and uh, not only what it is, but also why it gives them the same vision and those same milestones to strive for. So not only do they still have their individual goals, especially from a salesperson standpoint, they do get a ton of vision on their quota and and the accounts they have, but it gives them a much bigger picture, that 60,000 foot view on what the company's goals are and how they are actually a big part of that at the end of the day. So, you know, and then it's to have ownership and commitment to that ownership. I mean, commitment is that level of, you know, physiological investment that drives personal and proactive action, right? And it becomes so strong 
when failure may have adverse consequences. And I think a lot of companies, especially in, in my field, were put up against the wall back in, in March last year. And the ones that you know persevered and changed their vision and focus and got their teams behind it are the ones that had successful second halves of the year. And when I see my team being very committed to um, the plan that I put forth and that they believe in, it gives me the opportunity to build upon that. And I know they have trust in me. I know they're, that they know that I'm going to do everything in my power to support them and help them achieve their goals. So that ownership and commitment to it, it really kind of rallied the troops and, and got them behind all of the different changes that we had to go through. And quite frankly, some of them weren't positive. We had to lay off some people and we had to furlough some people, but we really made it through that restructuring to be stronger in the long run. And we were able to bring some of those people back and rehire and fill some of those positions that we had to let go earlier in the year and really came full circle for it to be a positive in the long run. Oh, I love that. You're like the living example of Darwin, right? He talks about it's not the survival of the fittest, the smartest or the fastest, but it's the one most able to adapt, right? Absolutely, and so yeah. you sounds like you just crushed that. I love hearing that. Um, which is interesting then as I think about the next question, which I've been hearing from other leaders that this whole remote leadership thing has been really challenging, you know, being able to hold people accountable or, you know, really make sure that they're okay has been challenging remotely. They don't get the benefit of the walk by or the, the water cooler. I'm curious, have you been experiencing some of this and what have been some of your tips on how to, how to handle it? Yeah, that, that's one of the hardest things for me because I'm such a like water cooler, have those quick conversations in the office with people, get that quick update on what's going on, both personally and professionally from people. And I've personally really missed that over the course of this past year because it was always such a big part of my daily routine. And I think that we've tried to implement so many things to get people involved, whether it's water cooler chats or internal happy hours, team building events outside of work. We partnered with this group called 747 Club, which is all about bringing people together to create meaningful experiences. And it gets people talking about things other than work and really getting to know people on a, on a much uh, deeper level from a personal standpoint and them sharing thoughts and, and goals and things that they have not only in work, but work-life balance. And it's been really cool to get to know people like that. And then of course you have, you know, a cat walking across someone's Zoom or kids <laughs> in the background. I just had my dog barking uh, in the other room and that just, it's provided more of a realness to everybody and, and getting to know everybody in just a different way than what you normally see at work. Um, and then, you know, we've done fun things like trivia and wine tastings and bingo and virtual magic shows where we've had the families bring their wow. kids and, and it's just, we've just been trying to be really creative and not only internally, but also externally because we're such a, usually a client facing selling proposition that we will always are entertaining clients. So we're trying to get that part of it going as well. And it's just been, it's not easy. I mean, we're a social organization where networking and relationship building is number one. So it's been an adjustment, but I'm really proud of how the team has adapted to it and how successful they've been, uh, you know, being remote. So it's, so it's been positive for us. That was just chock full of ideas. Um, I'm curious, you know, as you think about all those things that you, you have been doing and can do, what would be the daily practice that's most important to you as a leader? If I were forced you to zero it in on one thing, what would you say is that? Yeah, that's, it's interesting because, you know, I, I think I've just had so much more gratitude during this process, like gratitude <laughs> of being 
people for everything. I've always been someone that's into, you know, being healthy and working out and, and mindfulness and taking care of my mental health. But I've really leaned into it this past year um, during this shift of how we've had to work. And it's been a huge change for me. I used to travel every almost every week. I was in New York or another city and um, seeing my sales teams across the country and meeting and entertaining clients. So because of that adapt, um, you know, the adapt and adjust that I've had to make, guided meditations became a much bigger part of my <laughs> life. Um, so I'm doing at least, you know, at least three times a week, I'm doing guided meditations. Um, and the other days I'll consume content through an app that, that a friend of mine launched. It's called Presence. Uh, if you, if, if you're, if you want to look it up, it's amazing. I mean, you can meditate your own way. There's great starts to the day. There's great quotes. There's amazing content. And they do these guided meditations four or five times a week. And I'll do them sometimes at noon, you know, a quick like half hour in the middle of my day. And it's so important to me that um, I'm actually trying to launch a, a partnership and program with them to give this access to the app to our entire company. Because I think the mental health part of it is so important right now. And, and having that balance and being able to take that mental break away from the computer, you know, put yourself in a different mindset for a little while and implement it in their daily routine, however best it works for them. So that's been like the one thing that I, I has really worked for me and that I want to pass on and share with, uh, with some of my colleagues as well. Couldn't agree with you more and so glad you prioritized that one as your number one. All right, magic question number six for you. Yes. Um, in 30 seconds, what other successful business <laughs> leaders like yourself should be on the show? Who else should we be paying attention to? I mean, there's three that come to mind right away and they're all three of them are people I used to work with and that I consider mentors for the growth and uh, that I've had in my career. The first one is Brian Gleason. He's the chief operating officer of Group M, a uh, big agency group. Uh, Tim Castelli, who's the president of national sales and partnerships at iHeartMedia. And the last one is uh, Denise Carcos, who's the CMO of Sirius XM radio. All of them have been instrumental in helping me in, in many ways over the course of my career. And I think they'd be amazing guests for you to have on the show. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to, to seeking them out and having them as guests here. Cause if they're anything like you, Rob, then I know they're going to be amazing. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and I'm going to seek you out for show number three at some point in the future. So don't go hiding anywhere. Um, but I absolutely love having you here. Thank you so much for being a guest again. Thanks so much, Stacey. Appreciate it. If somebody wanted to reach out and introduce themselves, how might they find you? Yeah, I mean, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn at Robert DeSalvo or uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I am RMD1812. And please reach out. We'd love to connect with any of you. That's fantastic. Well, I'll definitely put your contact information in the description so folks can easily find you. Um, and like I said, we will look forward to, to having you again soon. So don't be a stranger. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Stacy. Well, this is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please do go check us out at www.conciliateam.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Bye.